This is so weird. Hippies and glow sticks and everything's free, no money economy and drugged out interns and basically nothing unnatural. Ah! Honestly, this is even more weird because there's nothing weird going on. I mean, everything is weird, but it's all people weird, not the kind of weird we usually deal with. I... I don't know. This is all just so... I don't know what to make of any of it. But there's vets who are into it, so that's cool, I guess. Weird, but cool. They seem to be into it, and I actually understand them. Oh, and skydiving? Hell yeah! <laughs> Wait, I mean, I had fun with that. Is that what the newbies have been talking about with relaxing and having fun? Is that what it's like hanging out with people who get me? Reagan can't know anything about this. Because, I mean, is that what... What the fuck? Is that Elena? You're listening to The Redacted Reports, a Delta Green podcast. When we last left off with Arcel, Agent Rowan had gone for a runabout around the burn, and Rooster was given a gift. He was allowed to skydive as a tandem with some other vets. He landed near the temple and saw a familiar face. He ran off into the temple in his own jubilation, and his heart sank to the floor. Oh, but don't worry, we'll get to him in a bit. Agent River and Agent Reagan are up and awake working on breakfast with the rest of the members of the camp. Ross uh, stumbles out of the camper. He hasn't had a whole lot of sleep, but with the energy that's uh, around this place, he's kind of awake. Random is giving people orders as to what to do with breakfast, leaving Rever and Reagan to start peeling potatoes for the breakfast hash. Where are they going to go today? Um, do I have time? I've got a meeting at 9 o'clock, I believe. Would I have time before that to do the analysis of that white powder? Yeah, she would have time to do some basic testing on it. You found that what you have does have similar markings of MDMA. It also looks as though that there are some traces of DMT, dimethyltryptamine, as well as the activator for that. Any signs of uh, Black Lotus or Sosaria avalata? No, you do not see any markings for that in this packet of drugs. Okay, so, so yeah, basically, you know, I'm marking breakfast until it's time to head off to my meet with the EPA. I'm not wearing my costume today, just basically my normal work clothes. Okay. Ross kind of stumbles in a little bit. He just looks completely exhausted. He's got his sunglasses on. He's got a large hoodie on. It says USC on it. He kind of looks like over at the kitchen and decides he's too exhausted to try to help out. So he sits down kind of near so he can kind of see River and Reagan. A kind soul comes by. They're dressed in flowy harem pants and, you know, some kind of flowy type of top. 
They give you a good look over and next thing you know, you've got a pulp orange juice and a carafe sitting in front of you and a small bottle of multivitamins placed alongside it uh, as well as a friendly pat on your head. Thank you. Thank you. And your mysterious benefactor whisks off away into the dust. I try to slowly get a look and I think I'm too late. Not fast enough. Regan, the person that is kind of handling the food you guys for your potato peeling is the guy that is dressed like the doctor. Actually, today he's dressed in a gigantic Kigurumi onesie of the TARDIS. He looks you both over. Oh, uh, looks like you guys had a good night last night, huh? Uh, we certainly started everything off with a bang. We wound up out at the, like, uh, the, like, Mesoamerica Aztec-themed stage for Alexia's concert, or her set. Ooh, yeah. Cuckoo Clan, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, that was, it was pretty crazy. I wasn't expecting it to be so intense. This is your first time out here, right? Yeah. It's a damn good first night. Yeah, it could be pretty, pretty intense and, and pretty wild. But there's always places where you can go and be chill, like chill spots. It doesn't always have to be, you know, 150 miles an hour on ecstasy. I mean, it can be, but it doesn't have to be. <laughs> yeah, we were probably going to try and slow it down. We weren't exactly expecting to get out there. You know, we were just kind of like going with the flow. We, we got on a, a big bus that actually kind of looked like, well... What you're, what you're wearing right now? He looks down. Sweet. I haven't seen that one yet. Y yeah, it, it was pretty spiffy. Neat. I like spiffy. Spiffy's a good word. <laughs> uh, well, what did you get up to last night? Anything, anything exciting? Nah, we just worked the bar. And you know, hey, it's, it's not so bad. Sure. Um, I'm not working the bar tonight. I've got tomorrow off and then back on Friday. And we got Saturday. I think I'm working the afternoon on Saturday at the bar. And then we're going to watch the man burn. And then we'll see the temple burn. Sounds awesome. Yeah, should be a good time. I don't think we've got you scheduled. Uh, I don't think we've got anything scheduled for you guys to work at the bars. Is there any preference that you think that you might want or that you don't want? I mean, I don't have any big preferences. I used to, I did a little bit of bartending in college, but I wasn't particularly good. This isn't that movie, like, with Tom Cruise, you know, flipping bottles all over the place. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't sweat it. That's probably for the best. But if you could, wow, that would be neat. Especially if you could add a fire element to it. Uh, yes, that would be absolutely terrifying. But, uh, you know, I guess fire is kind of a fun thing we just play with around here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, make sure you do catch some of the fire conclave and... You know, some of the people that are spinning poi, you know, just stop and watch them. It's a good time. I will take note. I will definitely try and uh, get some of that in. People start lining up for breakfast as you're all sitting there. Ross, you're given your space. I mean, some people come check on you. Uh, somebody comes down, checks your pulse, asks you some basic questions. You know, they're checking in on you. And for the most part, they seem sincere. It's not like, oh yeah, there's a dude over there having a bad time. They're making sure that you're feeling okay. At one point, a fellow dressed in a khaki kilt and khaki floppy hat and a vest gives a kiss to the guy in the TARDIS outfit. And uh, before walking off, he gives you a look and looks you up and down and wanders off as people mention to him that you're doing okay. He just is like very out of it. 
And so they're trying just to get some food in and kind of just be there until he can maybe go take a nap this afternoon. Is Reagan still serving food? Yeah, Reagan and River are still serving food, and then you notice River checks his watch and looks as though he's about to head off. Oh, uh, one more thing. Uh, is it safe to assume that we've got our tactical radios? Yes. Okay, I'm going to take one of those with me, and I will tell Reagan uh, when Rowan and Rooster get back, I'll let them know I've got the attack radio with me. They can show you how to use it. For sure. I, I've, I've got a meeting. Oh, okay. Uh, where, where exactly you got a meeting? I don't think I wrote down where it is. <laughs> there is a BLM camp out near Gate. They've got trailers set up and go-karts and buggies and all different types of things to scoop people up all around the city. How are you going to get out there? Oh. You do have bicycles. We do have bicycles. Um, are you two going to need the bikes? I, I think I should take one of those. Uh, yeah, you can go for it. I'm going to hang out here with Ross just to make sure he's okay. Good idea. They just take another long sip of their orange juice. All right, so I will grab one of our bikes and head for the BLM land. As you're trekking, the wind starts to pick up and the white dust from the ply is getting everywhere. It's almost as though visibility's dropping to nil. Occasionally, you see whirlwinds. You know, in some areas, they call them dust devils. They kind of pick up and blow through your area. You see there's a couple times where there are tandems, and then there's teams of them kind of going in and out, but then it finally just spreads out into a general whiteout cloud. You put on your respirator, bring down your goggles, and get to trudging. It's going to be a pretty long trek. Okay, Ross and Regan. All right, these crazy people have left. You guys are alone again. Hey, how you doing? Um, didn't get any sleep last night. Oh, I'm sorry. I think, I think I'll be fine. I just, I'm, I don't know. We just don't know what that stuff is. Could be anything. Uh, yeah, I mean, it seems like it's pretty, pretty normal stuff, but that normal stuff wouldn't be affecting you this way. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I think it could be the combination of that energy drink thing and the drug yeah um there was some weird ingredient in that maybe the combination of the two yeah, just so does something might try to avoid that unless i don't know would we need it i hope i don't need to use it for cover maybe i can fake it if it seemed like they someone said something about dj spider right um yeah i mean the combination of him and everything getting passed out with Alexia seems like there might be some sort of coalition between the two. Yeah. Maybe they're working together to... Something weird. ...do something. I mean, I don't understand what... <laughs> Everybody's out here to, like, have a good time anyway, so I can't imagine there's a whole lot of coaxing that needs to go on to, right? like, get people to join your group. And they're already fans, so... I don't know. What do you do with a bunch of fans that are already exhibiting kind of extreme behaviors? Right. I guess until they do anything dangerous or anyone gets hurt, you can't really do anything unless they can <laughs> I mean, link. I guess. Unless they can link something to. I don't know. I don't know. A mob can be handy, but I, I don't know what somebody who's like a famous internet person is going to do with a mob. Right. 
<sighs> I, I'm going to take a shower and then see how I feel. And maybe, I don't know, we can just walk around. I don't know. Don't th- feel like I'm not going to okay. be much help. Don't worry about it. I'm really playing it by ear at this point because, <laughs> frankly, I don't know what we're supposed to do to figure out what is happening and right now. Yeah, and I think you and I did a lot yesterday. <laughs> I f- we were just like dropped. I feel like we were just dropped into the middle of it and just now they're all gone again. Just doing yeah, the, well, I don't know. Rooster said something about jumping out of a plane, so hopefully he'll come back in a little bit better mood. Oh, we cannot tell Rooster about this. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. I don't think we need to like. As far as give Rooster as far any as unnecessary he's concerned, details, I'm fine. Yeah, you're just. I mean, you seem to be just kind of walking it off right now. I know yeah. you didn't get a whole lot of sleep last night, and that's going to mess with you. But yeah. like, we can take it easy today. Like, I'll we don't have to. I'll do try to take a intense. power nap and then take it easy tonight. Yeah, definitely. I guess we could always work the bar shift tonight. That seems like easier than... I mean, you you do what you need to do to feel better. Yeah. And if you need company or anything like that, just let me know. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna go shower and then I'll see how I feel. Okay. Yeah. Tell me if you need anything. Okay. Back at the temple, Rooster, your eyes must be playing tricks on you. I'm still trying to unbuckle myself from my partner and trying to get over there as quickly as I can. Myrtle was able to get you cleared from the harness and, and hey, hey, slow up, cowboy. You're running. You're running off too fast. Enjoy it. Yeah, I, I'll i be back. And I go running. You see the large wooden structure there in front of you and you make it into the central area. Inside, you see that there are people all about Writing on the wall, some people are putting up pictures, Polaroids. Others are stapling letters and envelopes to the wood. You see that there are Sharpies uh, available for people to write things on the wall. And uh, there's a labyrinth, you know, a labyrinth made of wood within here. It is a maze. You look about and you don't see a familiar face. Can I roll my search or anything to see if I see... Who I thought I saw? You know, yeah, you can go ahead and roll your search, but you might be disappointed. Well, I've rolled three times so far this season, and I've gotten a check mark each time, so... 16 out of 46. You see someone in a pair of flowy, baggy black shorts, you know, just down to the knee, and a white or off-white sports bra. They seem to disappear around one of the corners of the labyrinth mazes. I presume you're going to make haste toward that person. I mean, did that person look like Elena? Yes. Then yeah. You run up and round the corner, and you see the person writing on the wall. It does look like Elena. She even has the same cute back dimples. I run up and then stop for a second, realizing... Shit, what do I even say? How do I even... Um, and probably just stand there awkwardly for a few seconds too long until it's awkward. And that awkwardness goes times two as she's still writing on the wall. Um, uh, 
Hey. No response. I didn't know you, um, I mean, come here often? Oh, fuck me. A buff Hispanic male comes up to her, taps her on the shoulder. She turns, and when you catch her profile, you realize it's not Elena. And he moves his hands in front of her, and she responds in kind as you realize they're now signing back and forth to each other. She turns and looks at you and smiles and signs something. And he's like, oh, oh, hey, did, did you need something? No, sorry. Um, she looked like someone I know, and I... The only thing in sign I know is thank you, and that's not appropriate, so I'm just going to leave now. Sorry. She signs something at you, and... Uh, hey, hey, wait. Uh, she wants to know. Do you need a hug? Um... Don't take this the wrong way, but... Yeah, just not from... Someone who looks like... Who I thought it... I'm leaving right now. I'm sorry. You turn around, and they go back to talking to each other, while signing to each other. And you see that your buddy Gravy has walked into the temple. You saw and heard all of that, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh... This place uh, has an ability to make you see ghosts, you know. I really, really fucking hope she isn't a ghost. Um... It is already too late for how few Red Bulls I've had. All right, let's get you back to camp, get you something to drink. Um, you know, talk about it, relax a bit, or talk about something else and distract. You know, and still relax a bit. Yeah. I just fucking jumped out of an airplane. Fuck yeah, you did. Good job, Marine. Fuck yeah, that was awesome. But aren't you supposed to be jumping out of boats? You know, it's weird how little I, time I've spent around boats and how much time I've spent around sand. I hate sand. It gets everywhere. It's it's coarse and obnoxious and... Uh, I swear, I said, don't tell my friends I came with this, but I told them I wouldn't be surprised where sand would get. No, it's places I didn't know it could get. Nice part about this sand, this sand isn't normal sand, though, like, because, you know, you spent time over there, right? Oh, yeah. At least this stuff is kind of nice. I mean, you could put it through your hair, or lack thereof. Does Gravy have hair? No, it, it's cut real short. Uh, you might think it may be male pattern baldness. I, uh, touch where chest hair should be if Rooster wasn't so... Metro isn't the word for him. Vain. But vain would be, yeah, that would be appropriate. You probably think the song is about you. Which one? Aren't they all? Uh, let's go, let's go, let's go. I got a couple people back at camp I want to introduce you to. I think you'll dig them. All right, as long as you got an e-tool, because, you know, I can't use a, a full-size shovel at this point. Yeah, yeah. We got an e-tool. We got a couple e-tools. We got e-tools. We got Red Bulls. We got this stuff out of Arizona called Rooster Booster. You should have one of those. I mean, your name and all. It's fitting. Wait, is that where they got it from? No, um... We're talking about good stories, right? Yeah, we're talking about good stories. 
We can talk about bad stories later, but yeah, let's ride this high. Yeah, I'll I'll tell you about bad stories and good music and where my name came from later. Alice in Chains, huh? Alice in Chains in Baghdad. Oh yeah, yeah. Man in the box for me. Uh, but we'll go over that later. Come on. He puts his arm around you and you guys head out of the temple. Rowan, you see Rooster coming out of the temple, talking and laughing with another fellow. You think it might be the guy from Walmart. Okay. I had seen him run toward the temple and I had started moving in that direction as well because I was concerned. That kind of running usually means something's wrong. But seeing him laughing and relaxed, I'll relax a little bit as well. You're not that far from him. You're not sure he sees you at the moment. I'm going to let him be. I'm going to let him be with his military buddy and be like, nah, nah. There are experiences that we've been through that no one else would get, but there's experiences that he's been through that I don't get. And so it's like, I'm going to let him go have his weird-ass military talk time with a language that I understand most of the words, but not the context. So... I'll just, like, relax a little bit and glance over. The run's over for the day, so I'm going to start taking kind of a long way back home. I, I want breakfast. I'll be helping with breakfast later, I imagine, but I'm cooling down, walking it out. As you start to make your way back, the wind picks up. Almost out of nowhere, you see a white-out haboob flow through, and everything drops to maybe 10 feet of visibility. Do I see other people going to take shelter? You see some people, but not a lot. Other people are just pulling their masks up, their respirators on, their goggles on, and going about normal business. Just slowly. I imagine I have like a kerchief or something around my neck. I'll pull that up over my nose and mouth just to help get the worst of it. Try to breathe slowly and shallowly. Cup a hand over my glasses to try to keep them from getting scratched up by the sand as I'm... Just kind of immersed in this otherworldly cloud. Just take it real slow walking through it. And that's really a good word for it. It's otherworldly. You see people moving in the distance, and since the sun has just somewhat come up, it's casting these light rays through the dust. And so people moving, they look like shadows, especially if they're coming from the sun side of things. Some appear taller than others, and then at one point, you see a light, like a laser beam. Well, it's a type of art display. It has multicolors drawing images onto one of the walls of the camp. And in those images, because you've got the red lights, the red glasses on, or the pink glasses, it filters out some, some different colors. And you see a steady word being drawn in the lasers that says, obey. Stop and turn and look at that eyebrow going straight up and then look around to see if there's anything, any other words that are being projected. And I'll actually like, with the light dimmed down the way that it is, I'll actually like take the risk, pull my glasses down for a second to look at it and then push them back up. It is pretty harsh because light's reflecting off of the white dust. And when you take your glasses off, you do not see the word obey you just see the scintillating colors from the lasers. And then the word changes. It says consume. Now, this could be 
from a 80s science fiction movie that some people are familiar with. Or it could be something a little bit more nefarious. Mm-hmm. Rowan being Rowan, she just kind of assumes it's nefarious. So she'll start looking around and seeing if anyone's behavior seems odd around here. Like if someone is watching the colors and the patterns and seem to be shifting behavior at all. You see that there's a few people standing in front of the the wall of the camp and just you can't really tell if their eyes are glazed over or whatnot, but they're not really moving and they're just standing there watching. There is someone next to the projector. They're dressed in a, they've got a kerchief over their head and a respirator over their face and, and goggles as well. And um, black and white striped uh, hot shorts and boots that come up right underneath the knee. Does the person with the respirator and goggles and everything, does he seem to be facilitating the people who seem zonked out? Every once in a while, he does change. He does push a button onto the projector. Every time he pushes a button, the word changes, but it bounces between obey and consume. Can I tell where I am? Or is there just too much dust? Rowan, you're not entirely sure where you're at. Go ahead and give me a survival roll. Okay. Do I have that? Now I have the base. Uh, 93. 93? Uh, 93 out of 10. You're not able to kind of figure out where you're at, you know, in comparison to where, where everything was, but you're back in the uh, proper of the city. There is some music, you know, bouncing around on throughout the entire area. I want to kind of wander over toward the people who seem to be like zoned out, trying to give the appearance myself of being not exactly zonked, but also just like relaxed and chill. You head over there and, and your glasses cut out a lot of these lasers. When you get within about 10 feet, it changes to go exclamation point. And everybody kind of just like looks around and they step around the outside of this camp, but they all seem to be heading in the same direction. I will walk not with them, but in the same direction that they're going you're able to shadow them and it's slow going. They're not moving fast. You see people are kind of, they're talking and whatnot. So it doesn't seem as though that they are quote unquote, you know, Hollywood style hypnotized. But they're all going together in the same direction. Yes. And they stop and turn at the same time. And you see that there is a, a sign for a camp. Camp Fried Marcel. And it is shaped like a Hollywood style UFO with a ramp that's coming down. There is a like a rotating LED sign, like one that moves that says different things. It says carcass wash or human carcass wash, come get probed. No alien is illegal. There is a couple people that are standing outside, and there is a bit of a secure shelter on the outside of this as well, a, f a few tents. And there's a bunch of people hanging out in one of the one of the outer tents with some music being played played lightly. And that's where this crowd goes into. When I'm looking at the LED sign, am I seeing anything 
that my glasses are helping me see that other people might not be seeing? No, actually, you're having a little bit of difficulty with the writing itself because it is a red LED sign. You're able to make it out because of the way that the way that it's lighting up. But, you know, there you don't see any other colors. You don't see anything uh, obfuscated underneath it, at least with your current color spectrum. Yeah, which makes me wonder what I'd be saying if I were wearing something other than pink glasses. I will follow the crowd, again, casually, trying to come off like I'm just, you know, exploring and wandering since it's still early days of the burn. Give me a alertness roll. Okay, okay. Oh! 55 out of 56. You see three very small red dots floating in the tent, hovering above some people and then moving on to the next. They make no noise that you can tell over the sound of the music that's being played. Similar to the one that was kind of captivated with Reagan. Mm -hmm. And there's three of them in here. The tent is pretty tall. It's not like a tiny-ass tent. The tent ceiling goes up about 28, 18 to 20 feet. Do they seem to be stopping over people or like specifically like they did with Reagan? Yes. How many? In the short amount of time that you're here, each one hovers over about three to four people at a length of time. Okay. Can I see anything about those people that seems to... Anything that they seem to have in common, anything that might have drawn attention or... No, they look like the rest of the crowds that are here. I would say they look normal, but normal here is quite fucking subjective. Well, normal is defined by the crowd. Am I, am I still outside of the tent or am I in the You're, tent? You were able to step into the tent with a little bit of the shelter. You're not delved deep into the tent itself, into the crowd. As I'm scanning around the outside, I'm looking to see if I can see the backs of anyone's necks or the outside of their wrists, because thinking about interviews that I have done prior to this, I'm thinking that this alien thing isn't as much of a joke as this camp wants it to appear. And I'm thinking about the people that I've interviewed who came back from abductions, possible with new moles on the outside of their wrists or the back of their neck. Let me see here. Would that be search or alertness? Well, they're not really obscured or concealed. So yeah, let's go with alertness. Okay. Uh, alertness, that is uh, 43 out of 56. These people do not have any moles or markings on the back of their neck. But the guy that's standing there at the door does. Hmm. The gal that's currently handing out pouring soda from soda cans into people's mugs has it. So the people who are facilitating the camp, at least all the ones that I can see, have the moles? Yes. You kind of cruise around a little bit. The DJ at the turntables also has them as well. I'm going to find a spot where I can keep an eye on things without being super conspicuous, kind of blend into the crowd a little bit, and watch to see if anyone who was marked by the drones that are flying around, if any of them get taken somewhere at any point. And I'm perfectly content to be here for like a couple of hours if I need to. Okay. 
There is a large set of love sack beanbag chairs. There are a few comfy couches. This is actually a pretty chill type of area anyway. So you drop down and keep your eyes open. And you're just watching the crowd, enjoying your time. River, you slowly make it your way to the BLM camp. Once the whiteout ends, you're, it's quicker going. You glance back at the playa itself and the city, and it is covered in a dust cloud of its own. So it's not the entire area. It's like you've moved out of the area itself. Uh, it's pretty surreal seeing the separation between clear skies and clear vision to a giant cloud of dust. You make it to the camp, and uh, you see that there's quite a few folks here. There are more official vehicles. This is definitely not part of the same community. These are seeming to be outsiders, if you will. They've got official-looking vehicles and official-looking trailers, trailer offices. I will go up to somebody who looks like they know what they're doing and say, uh, I'm here to see Cora Matheson. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he looks you up and down as you're covered in dust. Uh, can I ask who's, who's asking for? Uh, Agent Redacted with the EPA. His eyes get really wide and does a double take at you. Oh, all right. Uh, come, come with me. Uh, do you need a water? Or do you need anything? Uh, sure. Yeah, water is good. He walks by and pulls a bottle of water from a cooler and it's ice cold. He takes you into one of the first trailers that are there and you see that there are some couches around and common amenities. There's a little bit of dust here, but not as bad as down as in the city. But there's also computers. It's an office. Um, and the back of it looks like there might be some cots. Uh, Cora, um, EPA officer uh, redacted, you said? Yeah. Uh, is, is here to see you. You see a, a, a shorter woman with hair pulled back into a French braid and dressed in a, a BLM polo shirt as well as some sensible cargo pants, uh, stands up. You notice that her watch is quite large. It's a masculine style style watch, but still uh, certainly a, a utilitarian. And she looks at you, oh, glad to see you made it. I didn't expect you to be down amongst uh, the populace. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm staying in the middle of things. A couple of your other, your other people we've got set up in one of the, the trailers down there. You know... For all the stuff that this entire thing does, it's it's a pretty well-oiled machine. I mean, the infrastructure is just absolutely—it's astonishing. Yeah, well, um, I, I guess you tell me what what you need me to help with. Um, although I, I will say, if if I can do something that that uh, lets me, you know, wander around and see the place, that would be great. Yeah. All right. So this is going to sound gross, but I assure you, it's not. This is going to let you wander around. And she pulls out a, a paper with a map printed on it and then a, another two-sided printed page. On it, it says there's portos. So these are the job johnnies or the portos that they have. They insist that they're, being, that they're not leaking. Can you just make sure that they're not? If they are, you know, we want to get, we want to get that alerted. Just a visual inspection. Yeah, just visual. You don't have to. You don't have to go in with any kind of equipment. Um, now, here's the thing: if there is one that is leaking and you see that they're working it, 
don't sweat it. Mark it, but don't sweat it. We won't have to roll anybody for it. We don't want to disrupt them any more than we really have to. Got it. Uh, mark, mark it how? Mark it on the paper. Call it in. Okay. Uh, you got communications? Uh... Oh, yeah. She reaches down, pulls up a handy walkie-talkie. Okay. Well, yeah, it's uh, it's a dirty job, but somebody has to do it, right? Yes, it is. But it's not so bad. They're usually pretty good about it, but we want to make sure. This will give you a chance to walk walk around. We're kind of limited in manpower here. So if you can do that, that would be fantastic. And the way that you look, you look like you kind of belong. So I guess I do. The secret shopper of the shitters. There you go. Uh, I don't think I'm going to let that one get around. I guess you're right. Yeah, that one's not something that you want to put onto like your Instagram handle or anything like that, right? Not really. That's all that we got. Are you you enjoying your time here? Is there anything that we need to know about that you've seen? Um, it's uh, yeah, it's been interesting. Um, you, where there's uh FBI presence. She purses her lips and looks at you. No, I was not. Maybe I wasn't supposed to say that. Um, okay, what's going on? There's going to be a raid on the at, at this place. We need to know. This is our jurisdiction. I think they're just uh, gathering information. On? Uh, drugs that have been related to some deaths. No shit, Sherlock. Drugs at the burn. I swear those assholes have no goddamn clue. You know, they're probably the people that think a bunt cake looks like an asshole. If you hear anything more about them or if you interact with them, let me know. Yeah, and if, if they'll listen to me, then I'll try to make sure they uh, go through you. But, you know, the FBI. Yeah, goddamn cops. Uh, she grunts and grumbles. Someone chirps in on the handset. You can't make it out completely. She picks it up and call again. Someone calls in that apparently one of the art installations caught fire in the deep playa and exploded and now there is a bit of a crater. She looks at you. I have to go look at this to see what kind of damage has been done. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't want things catching fire around here, would you? I don't care so much about the stuff catching fire. It's the damage to the, the alkaline floor as well. You know, this this former wet waterbed, it, it's, you know, it's a microcosm. You know, it's alkaline. It's, it's pretty vulnerable the way it is, and we don't want to have any lasting damage to it. I mean, anything more than we already have that goes on here. Yeah. You hear over the, the radio about an injury, and she's just kind of, pff, uh, serves him right. Yeah, I wouldn't think you would be interested in that sort of thing. Nah. Mess around with fire, you're bound to get burned or blowed up. Do it on BLM land? Yeah. Yeah, well. Do you need a ride back down into the uh, into that area? Uh, no, I got a bike. That's quite a bike ride. Beats walking. That's true. She heads out, leaving you in the office, and there's a couple other office folks here. You're enjoying the air conditioning. I'll stop by and say hi to the other EPA people. Okay. They wave and see you, and of the four of them that are there, one of them looks unhappy. The rest seem okay. They talk about 
how they're set up here and they thought they would get to see a little bit more of this place but instead they're just handing over papers and reviewing different stat sheets that come out nearly hourly someone is monitoring the weather oh they predict that dust storm this morning yep we got that about 45 minutes to a half hour before it popped up oh is there any way i can find out about those we can give you a call great it's not perfect they come they you know, perfect storm and all that. Yeah. Well, I mean, being stuck in here is, isn't the worst thing. I mean, you've got air conditioning. Place really comes to life at night anyway. Yeah, we get to, we, we've been able to go out last night and the night before. It was all right. It was interesting. Um, weren't really prepared for, you know, some of the costumes and, and whatnot. But it's always nice finding a bar every once in a while. Have, have a drink, meet some interesting folks. That is something they have no shortage of here. Interesting folks, that's for damn sure. Screen wipe to Reagan and Ross. The two of you have finished up with breakfast and kind of gotten on your feet and started to head out. When you are intercepted by a man that has, you're pretty sure it is a taxidermy chicken as a hat. I gotta tell you that you know, this whole idea of, you know, buy and sell, buy and sell. You should just sell everything. We don't need to own anything anymore. Not in this economy. Just rent it all. You know, everything, every time that you buy, you become an oppressor. I mean, we're all just renting everything though, aren't we? Right. We're renting time and time just burns away like a candle. You know, yeah. I mean, some of the best things that you can do, like if you have to go get a new pair of shoes, steal them because fuck them. They're just oppressing you because they're trying to make you buy it. And he kind of waddles off. And you realize that the pants that he's wearing have no ass end in them. That is a bold choice, and I appreciate it. Thick skin, I hope. Yep. You uh, feeling a little better? I think so. Shower helped. Good. Still tired, but... want to go? Let's go. Sure. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. You head out and you see that not far from where you're at, there is the bait station. And it is something about indeterminate transit times, which sounds silly, but you know, it's uh, kind of true. As you see that there are some buses and whatnot kind of roll on by. And there's also a, at the corner, a little bit further down the way, there is a tent you see that underneath the tent, it is filled with yellow bicycles and it says green bike rentals. And then rentals is just scratched out with masking tape. You feeling up for a ride or do you just want to walk? Uh, I can give it a try. And if not, I can walk the bike if it's too much work, but worth a shot. Sounds good. So you head over and you see that there's a, a few people, you know, working on bikes in the back. They've got the bike mechanic set up. They just wave at you. Just take anyone that you like. Thanks. Fuck your burn. Where are you guys headed? Just around? I'd like to kind of see how far is it to where we were the other night? It's a bit of a distance. Okay. Maybe, Reagan, what do you think about checking out where we were yesterday in the daylight? I mean, that was pretty far out there. Um... I just don't know. I don't know. I'm. I almost want to just do like some research on those DJs and what's like the history, because we don't know anything about them. 
So, um, maybe we can do some looking at some of the other music joints and see uh, who else has got stuff on their docket. Because didn't they have listings and stuff outside of some of the other venues about who was going to be on? Maybe talk to some of the tech folks who've probably worked multiple shows. Ooh, that's a good idea. So you hop onto the bikes and then head out, you know, looking for a couple different venues. You see that there is a large music venue. It's quiet now. And there is a board, like a dry erase board behind plexiglass. Um, it's Camp King James. It has a listing of DJs and their times and their sets. And when there is open space and it says inquire within. Well, somebody's probably manning this station at least. So we can yeah. probably talk to them a little bit. Yeah, let's do it. See what they know. Yeah. Maybe they know something about this drug that's going around. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe not leading with that. Yeah, I like... Maybe I'd leading like, with, yeah. you're looking for parties like this, and just curious, like... Or we're looking to... When they happen, where they might be happening, if anything is, like, different, unique, or, like, new about this kind of thing, because we've never seen it before. When you head, in, head inside the camp itself, there's some people walking around... And you see an honest-to-goodness stage. And it's a eight-foot-high stage with professional-level lighting rigs up on top of the stage. And a sound booth and a light, light man. It looks like a concert venue. With just some people walking about, some people sitting around. Nobody's up on stage uh, at the moment in time. There's a couple, you know, fold-out tables. And some people look like they're, they're eating breakfast. And there is an uncommonly large man. He's at least 6'8", standing by the sound booth. He's dressed in a Hugh Hefner robe with a captain's hat and is smoking a pipe. And this, the weed smell from the pipe is quite strong, but it is quite good quality. And he is currently you know, messing around on a tablet, looks over at you and beams this welcoming smile. This is a strange mixture of Hagrid and you, Hefner. So, what brings you into the camp? We're not doing a show until later on this afternoon. Actually, we were at an awesome show last night, so we were just kind of checking out some of the other music venues to see if there was anything else uh, fit in that same vibe. Cool, cool. Uh, where was it? The Kukulkan Mayan place. Oh, the, yeah, that they're, they put on a good show. I like to think that we do pretty good here, too. Are they here every year? Or is that new this year? Oh, yeah. No, they, they've, been come, they've been coming here for as long as I've been coming here, and I've been coming here for six, seven years now. This is my seventh burn. Wow. Wow, that's really cool. How about you guys? First time. Our first. Virgins! Yeah. Sorry, didn't mean to embarrass you. Um, but yeah oh yeah there's all kinds of cool places there's you know a lot of sound camps like ours there's some quieter sound camps there's chill camps there's foods um anything you can imagine there's art there's a reading there's a, a whole place where somebody sits up top sits up on a, a big couch and reads to people apparently they're like voice artists and stuff i don't think anybody's read to me since i was a kid right that sounds pretty nice let me tell you you get some very good kind bud and you relax in one of those comfy chairs and somebody tells you a pretty good story nothing better except maybe chicken parmesan but maybe 
Maybe if I ate both? Oh, that would be amazing. That actually sounds delicious. Um, yeah, but that's really cool. I mean, we had such a good time last night. I mean, uh, the artists were really great. I don't, I wasn't super familiar with them. Yeah, it was like that Spider DJ, J, Spider, or DJ Spider yeah. something. And who was that um, other girl? Um, Alexia? Yeah. I think. I hear she's like. Ugh. Yeah, influencer trash. They're coming in and they're ruining the burn. At least she is. At least Spider J. Spider J is at least, he knows the struggle of an artist. So is this oh. their first burn? No, no. Spider J has been here, been here a couple times, I think. Um, he'll be here in two nights. Okay. Um, he's doing a he's doing a small set, I think, provided that he doesn't get too fucked up, which is kind of why he's not making it big. He's kind of, you know, don't, 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 you forget I even said that. Oh, we're chill. Yeah, yeah, but I don't want to ruin anybody's, you know, reputation. I mean, he does good, but he's just not always reliable. I get that. I mean, that's, I mean, that's really cool. It sounds like he's a little bit more in the flow than, I guess, like an influencer would be. I'm, I'm just like super curious because they seem like pretty cool people. I'd love to know more about them and their process. Can I do Hume Int to see if he's, if I can figure out how much he's hiding? You want to try to get the, get some of the stuff that he's hiding out? Yeah. All right, go ahead and give or me see a how much I can tell he's hiding. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Give me a human troll. 38 out of 40. He's look, like I said, I don't want to ruin anybody's reputation. Right. But he sometimes gets really messed up, especially when he's up on the turntables and we have to somebody, you know, do some ghost work on the side. I mean, there was one time when he fell over, knocked over the turntables, and we kind of had to make it sound like the turntable shut off and screeched, but we kicked in music over it, you know, saved his ass once or twice. Oh, that's interesting. I mean, everybody was <laughs> pretty far gone last night, so I don't know that I would have even noticed. Honestly, most of the folks don't. They just sit there and drone and bounce and yeah. And, oh, don't even get me started on Alexia. What does he, what does he use anyway? What hasn't he used? We heard he has his own stuff. It seems yeah, like that's kind of the rumor. His own Brandon. Huh. I don't know anything about that. Um, it wouldn't surprise me though. He's got he's got money. You know, there is. Uh, there's a couple people that might be able to to help you out, but you know, trying to find people out here is trying to find like a piece of dust in the in the desert. Huh. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I mean, there there's psychonauts all over the place. There's a uh, hey Garnet. Do you know what Spider J's custom is? You see a person that's definitely dressed femme, but with a very hard punk rock edge. You know, leather jacket with the sleeves cut off. Whole lot of not. I don't want to call them bad tattoos, but let's call them self-scribed tattoos. They walk over and, yeah, Spider J. Uh, he's got uh, he's got this uh, <laughs> uh, thing called Reverb. Yeah, that's what it was called. That's kind of a cool name. It is a cool name. Catchy. Yeah, makes you when it hits. You know, you can kind of feel the music. <laughs> Have you tried it? Oh yeah, a couple times. Have you? I mean, Ross just tried it like last night, and he was like all over the place. I'm curious if everybody's having different experiences it was, or... It was a little wild. Yeah. Garnet puts their hand up for a fist bump. Oh yeah, the uh, Ross fist bumped their hand. 
yeah, it it it's a it's it's a good up. <laughs> it was I don't know about you. I was I was seeing some weird shit on it. Sacred geometry, man. Did you see like I don't know? There was like in the mirrors. I was like seeing stuff. It the was- lizard people. Did you see the lizards in the in there in the in the mirrors? Is that what it was? It's got to be. Maybe. So you were seeing you were seeing some cool stuff in mirrors. I wouldn't call it cool. It's scary as shit. That's why you don't look on mirrors oh. when you're doing it. Oh, good to know. I mean, it says they're right there on the bottle, but I guess you guys didn't get the bottle. But then again, also the bottles are made by there. There's there. There's no OSHA. <laughs> they're yeah. Yeah, I kind of doubt the FDA Artisanal. has their. Yeah, can't put black box warnings on. Artisanal drugs. That's how they should be marketed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> artisanal psychedelics. I want to set up a shop and be a cottagecore lesbian that has artisanal drugs. Okay, maybe I don't. Live yeah. your bliss. Don't divorce your hamster when you leave. <laughs> also good advice. Uh, do you guys know where I could find any of the reverb? You know, we just kind of got handed some. I think they were... Oh, same. Yeah. Um, we were at some random tent and you got a dose and like a drink. I'm, I don't. Yeah. And then later we found some, they were passing it out. Um, yeah. At the, at the concert, they were free flowing. Hagrid Hefner just is not in his head this entire time. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Well, if I see any and I see you guys and if I get any, you know, we could, we could have some, we could share. Yeah, Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. It's all about sharing. Can I have a hug? Do you want a hug? Uh, yeah, bring it in. They come up and give you, wrap you tight in a hug. Uh, I could feel, feel the heart. <laughs> it's good. It means that you're alive. It means we're all alive here. Ross is suddenly very conscious of his heart rate. And if it's higher than it was yesterday. Is it higher? Oh no! Is it is it is it getting higher now? Now that he's thinking about it, it definitely is. Oh no! But he's like worried, like, oh, is that from the drug? And he's kind of like starting to, and then he's just trying to calm himself down, but it's not working too well. So just kind of lets the hug go and just like, all right, yeah, well, I'm sure we'll see you around. All right. Um. Yeah. Sounds sounds like sounds like a good plan. I think. Uh, yeah. We're. I'm gonna be hanging out here. You know, with Haggy over here. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was so nice talking to you guys. I, um, sorry, I didn't, I didn't catch your name. She says to Haggy. Uh, my name, so I got a couple names. Um, so they call me Simp, but I'm not always keen on that. I mean, for some, some people, yeah, but otherwise they call me Hagrid Hefner because I mean, look. I do see that. I mean, that, uh, smoking jacket is so cool he undoes the belt and opens it up and you see he's wearing nothing underneath and it's lined on the inside too that must be extremely comfortable oh it is fantastic you want to touch it i'm okay thank you though okay no problem ross you sorry Uh, buddy you want to touch it i'm good i'm good all right he closes it and ties it backs up lights his pipe and takes a big hit causing the uh, the smell of uh, some of the sacred herb to flow over everyone again. Dank. Very dank. You head out to the bikes. Ross just kind of, when he gets outside of the tent, just to kind of stop, just like breathing a little heavily 
and is like gonna gulp down some water, trying to calm himself down. Hey, how how are you doing? Um, I I think I'm okay. I just what what they said about heart rate made me worry that the drug's not out of my system yet, or I I don't know. And then thinking about my heart rate, got my heart rate up, and then I yeah I think I'll be fine. Kind of got you on a little yeah loop there. yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, we can, you know, just just walk around a little bit. Um, if you want to head to another stage, maybe we can find out. <laughs> I don't know that uh, Hagrid Hefner did not seem too fond of Alexia, so I think we still need to get some more info on her. But if you if you want to take a break, well, maybe I'll just go back and try to take a nap. Okay. You can keep going around if you want, or come back and. I would like to think we took a radio. Yes. Okay. I'll leave the radio with, like, I'm going to go back to the trailer, take a nap, and then maybe do some, make a, get a hotspot going and maybe do some just basic research. Okay. Let me know when you get back yeah, I'll, to... Yeah, I'll open up another radio and message, message you. Okay. The two of you split ways. Our cell is split five ways. What kind of dangers could they get into? Hmm. Maybe you guys should tune in next week. I'm Tiana Hansen, and I play Rowan. I'm Seth Jones, and I play River. I'm Ben Sislowski, and I play Rooster. I'm Joseph Newman, and I play Ross. I'm Christy Bauer, and I play Reagan. I'm Dan Voshkevich, the Handler. Our story is based upon the role-playing game Delta Green by Arc Dream Publishing. Delta Green is created by Dennis Stettweiler, Adam Scott Glancy, and John Scott Tynes. Season 5 is based on two stories. The first is Reverberations by Shane Ivey, and the other is an original story by me, Dan Voshkevich. If you like our story, there are a few ways to support us. First, you can check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash theredactedreports. Patrons of our podcast will receive early access to episodes, Rowan's written reports for each story, as well as other goodies and opportunities exclusive to our patrons. We offer special thanks to our $20 and up patrons, Stephen Schwartz, Jonathan Powell, Tom Padula, M.S. Asnikar, Heather Ney, Jen Obertaz, Jake Blair, Bomb Clancy, Kit Thompson, Danny, Lady Bedivere, Shrek Manning, Red Dead Coquette, Blardimus, Ginger Fury, Dr. Christian Lehman, Kate, DB, Eli the Kraut, Miki Maki, Robbie Nowell, Naya Fenris, J. Matthews85, O. Mateo, Flynn Gallagher, and Phoenix Team Handler Dennis. If you can't support us directly, that's okay. Please support us by telling people about us. Leave a review wherever you get your podcast and follow us on all the usual social media sites. Also, check out our website, www.theredactedreportspodcast.com. All of our handouts are archived there. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can reach out to Agent Harker through the contact form there. The Redact Reports is edited and produced by Tiana Hansen and is distributed by Quests and Chaos. If you like what you hear with us, give Quests and Chaos YouTube and Twitch channels a visit. They play Dungeons and Dragons and Call of Cthulhu on a weekly basis. Additional undercurrent music, Rowan Rising, was composed and orchestrated by Alan Strickland. You could find him at alanstrickland.net. That's Alan, A-L-L-E-N, for his classical compositions. Join us next week. Our own reality bends and shifts, molding the facades we carry daily into grotesque visions we can barely imagine. 
Echoes of the monarch will take us beyond this industrial hellscape to a verdant valley filled with creeping horrors. The grand ball making ghouls of us all. Ha, 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 ha.